more of High Tide on 2SM and the Super Network. Thanks to Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. Only I... It is five minutes after five here on the Super Radio Network. You're listening to High Tide. Today we're heading for a top of 21 degrees, as you heard in the news and weather there, and in Brisbane around 23.22 in Newcastle. The forecast as it stands at the moment for Sydney Harbour, Pittwater and Botany Bay, a variable 10 knots becoming northeasterly 10 to 15 knots late in the afternoon, then becoming northerly around about 10 knots in the evening or offshore of Broken Bay uh, all the way up to uh, or down to Port Hagging. Variable 10 knots becoming northeasterly 10 to 15 knots in the middle of the day. And we're looking at seas below one metre and a swell uh, southerly around one metre. I don't know about the inshore Waters report, Laurie McAnally. I've got to tell you, that's not much fun for sailing, but offshore doesn't look too it bad. It looks pretty good. If I was, if I had a boat, well, I will have a new one tomorrow. Yes. I'll be, I'll yeah, what, what are you getting blanky. again? Like, no, no, it's just a four two nine. One wasn't it? Four two nine outlaw with a fifty yammy on the back with it, but it's got the electric at the front, so you can. Um, GPS locate. Yeah, like you can spot lock it and all spot the rest it, of it. No, it's got a lot of toys on it. Yeah. And I'll put a nice big Simrad. It's got a little a hummingbird sounder, but I'll I'll put a nice big uh, Simrad sounder on it. And that'll be my little runaround toy for when we do a lot. Of, you've obviously sussed, or everyone who listens to the show, we do a lot of travelling. Yeah. And so it's not always convenient to tow a two-ton, yeah. six-metre tinny around. So this is just when we go to little places there. And often we'll go down the road. Like, we'll stay at Port Macquarie. We've got friends there. If we stay at Port Macquarie, I'll have my own little tinny to run around in. So mm. all these, you know, just do day trips and bits and pieces. I've got PJ just down the road. And sometimes he gets hungry for a flathead or something. We'll go and catch, do that, go down to Foster and catch prawns and flathead. Mm. Or buy them. It's actually easier, just so everybody knows. The fun of catching the prawns is good. And you use the little ones for bait and the big ones for dinner. But if you really want to catch the prawns, just go to the co-op and buy them. <laughs> well, Foster Co-op has the best oh. the best small prawns in the country. The, the lake, those lake prawns are probably as good a prawn as you'll get anywhere. Mm. And, uh, and yeah, in Jerseyville Co-op, uh, where we live, they've got real, we have really good ocean kingies. Mm. So when, when the trawlers are working... And you can get there, you know, not be, get there after they've unpacked everything about nine thirty, and you get the prawns straight off the boat. She's pretty special. I used to love watching the boats come in. Yeah, you know, know, they, but those blokes work. People don't understand. They work all night. Yeah. If you want to, if you if you really want to have a divorce, buy a prawn trawler. Yeah. Oh well, bad. You, you go to work every night when, and you don't get the choice. You know, the kids might be having speech night, and you get a weather report like today, and it's going to be ten knots. You're going to work. Yep. So there's a, a few. It's it's a hard life, you know. And they, these days they're limited to 194 nights a year. Uh, so they they've got limitations on the days they can work. So they so you have to pick your nights. You have too. to pick your nights. I mean, you wouldn't deliberately go out there when it's 30 knots out of the south. No, no. <laughs> if, if you know what I mean. So if it's a good. But night, also picking your nights with regard to when the prawns the are going to yeah. be there. Well, no point be good going on prawns. a full moon because there's yeah. no prawns. So the you know the prawns are uh, you know are only thick and bountiful at X amount of time. Mm. The funniest one though, when you oh, I've been chairman of the co-op, I was chairman of the co-op, is you've had like a nor'easter blowing for ten days. Yeah, there's three meters of swell on the bar, and people start coming. You get an odd smart aleck comes in. What do you mean you've got a co-op with no fresh prawns? And I'm going well. There's no fresh prawns because the boats can't go can't to sea. Go out, yeah. There's there's a there's a set of logistics that don't change. You know, oh, oh, I expected better out of this place. And I said, well, come back in a few days' time when we've got prawns and you'll be really Or we sell small king prawns. I've just got handed something. Yeah, it's Elevensies. Elevensies have come early today. Yeah, it looks pretty good. And, uh, you know, and the blokes said, well, they're either king prawns or they're not king prawns. Well, they are king prawns, but they're smalls. You can have small, medium, large, and extra large. But they don't want to hear that. They're either king prawns or they're not king prawns. <laughs> We, oh, you have some funny ones, you know. Yeah. We're really. Just... What's it? Oh, we, we were chatting off air about some interesting, interesting things with uh, regards to sailboats, and but whether it's sailboats, fishermen, whatever the case may be, in your entire experience over all those years, what's the the funniest thing you've seen? I was going to say the stupidest thing, but I think oh, the funniest no, boat thing. Ramp, if you if you really want to be entertained, go to the boat ramp at Christmas time. See, the, <laughs> see all the people with their new boat. They can't back it. They can't get it off the trailer. 
And what they do is they get mum to hold this little short piece of string, kick it. Once they do get it off the trailer, mum ends up flat in the face or in the water, <laughs> hanging, hold on to the boat, hold on to the boat. And poor old mum hasn't got a clue because she's never launched, seen a boat in her life. And this boat, once it all pulls tight, she either ends up in the drink or ends up flat in the face on the, on the, on the, on the jetty. And you can you can actually see feel the tension in the in the relationship, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, you see, and you, yeah. And, and for for all those people who are new boaters, take your time, mm. ask, watch. And one of the one what, of the th- one of the things. What Karen, about chase it? Good Johnny, jump. Good old Johnny, Johnny's running up the road. Oh, and the dog's going this way. Is that? <laughs> oh, uh, look, and, and don't let your kids walk around behind the boats that are reversing. Oh. There's all the. We had a kid one day at the ramp that was skin diving around the. He was about seven or eight, and I said to the my wife said to the father, "Oh, you know," he said, "He can swim where he likes, mate." I said, "Yep, he's just another insurance claim." Mm. <laughs> and he said, "The old man didn't." <laughs> Didn't like that at all. But it, it's it's right. Some <clears throat> of the stupid, like in the states, where you know wearing a um, life jacket crossing a bar is not a legal requirement. No. But it, what about common sense? Yeah. Oh no, no. That's a, that's not very common. Yeah. It, it's and ridiculous. Well, like, it's like you telling me on Thursday this fellow, you know, takes his little yacht out with his little outboard and has got so much growth on the bottom that he can't even make way against the current. Yeah. So and you know and 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 we see them every look just and the one thing you do see at Christmas afar from the new boats that have just been bought is the really really old ones that have been parked under a tree for a few years and they've got all the tannin stains all over the yeah. fiberglass and they get in there and they keep turning the battery it won't start they keep turning the battery till they flatten the battery or right at the end after you know ten minutes of mucking around it goes. And then off off they go out to sea, and of course at lunchtime we'll be we'll be hosing the boat down or something, and you'll see the marine patrol, the maritime rescue, <laughs> marine rescue, towing them home. There they are, getting towed home, flat battery, no fuel, no mm. this or old three year old fuel gums up the carbies, and yeah, yeah, all those little things. It's 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 just a progression when you, when you fish a lot or go boating a lot. You know, you know. I never put my boat away when it's not. You know, the, on the way home, I fill it full of fuel, so that it always sits there. A, if in case I want to use it, mm. but you don't get any condensation in your tank when it's full of fuel. Mm. Well, you don't get much. You shouldn't get any. But yeah, it's all those little things, uh, and like having a checklist in your head at the boat ramp. You know, it's like there's only people who've launched a boat without the bungs and liars. <laughs> yes. But but after you've done it once you, you, and embarrassed you, the hell out of yourself, yeah. you actually, as part of your thing, undo the strap. You know, undo the strap. Yep. Put the bung in. Put the battery on. You know, tilt the make sure that tilt the motor and just kick it so you know it's going to start. So nothing worse than launching the boat, hitting hitting the thing and uh, 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 yeah, <laughs> no go. So all those little things you do. You just but everyone's got. And, and as Blakey said, he when he does his flying, if someone comes and disturbs him while he's doing his checklist, you go back he to starts start. again. Yeah. But I, when I had the charter boat, the worst thing was people who turn up early and want to help me. Because <laughs> the same with the charter boat, you know, because you've got the diesel up, you want to check check the oil, check the fluids. The last thing I needed was someone chatting over the, over my shoulder because I'm not that, you know, not that smart and short attention span like most people. You don't need someone chatting away to you while you're setting up, you know, got to get the hot water on and yeah. da 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 da. I I I'm a bit like Blakey. I I had my private <clears throat> pilot's license and I know a lot of people think I'm a bit of a lunatic for this, but there's two rules I well, two things I do on my boat as a regular thing. First of all, going in or off a mooring or into a dock, I have what I call a sterile cockpit. If it doesn't relate to you uh, actually manoeuvring the boat, I don't want to hear it. I don't care that so-and-so lost $500 on the punt yesterday. Not at that time. No. Going in and out of docks or on and off a mooring, sterile cockpit. So yeah. it's got nothing to do with the... Um, with the the mooring or the docking of the boat, yep. leave it out. And the second thing is, I actually have written checklists that I go through and Hell. and tick off because I'm new to it. I'd rather look like an idiot and go through my written checklist, but be safe. Yeah, and look, it's not hard. And now that I've seen a photo of your yacht, I actually thought you had something like a hood twenty five or something, one of those little 
boats that we, we used to get, but it's quite a nice, substantial vessel. Mm. And you, once you've got it set up, it'll be a really good boat. Mm. So, and, it, you know, you'll be able to go places in it. But yeah, no. As I said, we, we, well, I was in the maritime at Coffs Harbour, and we used to get them. They come from Sydney, and some of the oddies. Mm, but some of the some of the blokes in, in in fishing boats do some dumb things too. On the bar, you know, we we go down some mornings and just you know the, we're experienced fishermen, and we can handle the bar. Yeah, I'll go down some mornings and turn round, and someone will go past me going the other you know, like a visitor. And I'm going, mate, you shouldn't be there. You know, you should not be there. Yeah, and, where's the fear in them? Like, you no, know, no, they I, don't. They're not. No, they don't know enough to be scared. Yeah, so that's they've a come out of Sydney. No, no, they've never seen a bar, so they've come out of Sydney or Newcastle or Wollongong or wherever, come to Southwest Rocks, and not just there, Tweed Heads, and there's you know anywhere where there's a surf bar, and and they they that's not the fear. That's an, it's actually not knowing, you know, and and uh, I've seen them do some horrific things, <laughs> but uh, the, and yeah, but then I've got to go get them. Well, sometimes these days I won't. I'm sixty-eight. I can't, I'm I'm past it. If they yeah. go over, I'll just put a radio call out, and that's the end of it. Yeah, it's not my. Hang on, it's not my job. Yeah, and uh, they've got their life jackets on. They'll, they'll bob around. They can just do a few laps of the rosary beads, hoping <laughs> nothing nibbles their feet. Yeah. <laughs> and the coastal patrol will come and get them. Yeah, and we do have a very good uh, volunteer rescue organisation there with a good boat. And yeah, if, if someone does get into trouble, you know, there's someone, there is someone to come and get you. Twenty years ago, that wasn't the case. Speaking of which, Kieran, the other week I was in at Marine Rescue at Melrose. What an outfit! What a place! Down at their headquarters, it was night time, so there was uh, one person basically covering the the entire uh, New South Wales coast, and oh, the information they've got, the data that they have, is just. Off the, off the planet. Oh, it's good. And, oh. and, and they're pretty professional. I actually did, Very some, much so. I did some training with them when I was uh, a commercial fisherman uh, to keep my ticket up to date. And I'll, I'll tell you, you know, their training was as good as anywhere, as yeah. good as we had. And, and a lot of their training doesn't just come out of books. A lot of, you know, the, when, you, when you hear them talk, it's all practicality. There's, there's, some, very, there's some very experienced people there. Yeah, I went and did um, my uh, radio licence with yep. them. So. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was awesome. And as you say, just nice people to boot. Which, they were. you know, makes it more worthwhile. Anyway, I think you've got time for an ad. Kieran's just looking. What's up? I'm listening. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Time for an ad. Now I I give them, I've got to do a fishing it. report for South West Rocks. Well, yeah, the break, we're go, the time call. And not only that, we've got to go to the Solomon Islands. Yeah. So what are we doing? Fishing report? No, bugger it. I'll play the commercial. We'll go to the Solomon Islands. Yeah, they're not going to have a bite of I this. used to drive seven hours to hospital and seven hours back. You know, when Bob first flew me to hospital from a chemo, it was such a relief. Can you imagine? Two-day trip became two hours. What Angel Flight does is a godsend. So please, support the work of Angel Flight, or if you can, get involved as a volunteer pilot or driver. Because helping Angel Flight helps people who really need help. Looking for innovative appliances designed with the environment in mind? Then look no further. For over 110 years, Whirlpool has been a leader in kitchen and laundry appliances. Using patented Sixth Sense technology, Whirlpool guarantees outstanding results while saving precious time and energy. Watching the footy feel like a hot pie at halftime? The Whirlpool Crisp and Grill Microwave will cook you a perfectly crisp pie in only eight minutes, just in time for kickoff. So, have you got a Whirlpool? Visit whirlpool.com.au. Have you been wanting to try Arbor Vitae? Well, now is the perfect time. Arbor Vitae's online-only sale is now on. For one week only, get up to 25% off. Already stocked up on Arbor Vitae? How about getting in early for Christmas presents for the family or for yourself? Arbor Vitae sales are rare, so don't miss out. Head to arborvitae.com.au. That's A-R-B-O-R-V-I-T-A-E dot com.au for 25% off. Your flight centre, night centre, see the starry light centre, cruise centre, tours centre, are you insured centre? Stay young, have some fun, follow the sun, take the plunge, easy done centre, island top, over the top. One stop shop, never stop. Your centre, our centre, flight centre. At the centre for 40 years. 
Are you building a new home? Well, there's a more affordable way with a PAL Kit Home, Australia's most experienced and trusted kit home supplier for more than 50 years. You can become an owner-builder and manage the building of your own home. PAL guarantee that you can do it even without prior building experience. Find out how you can build your very own home. Go to PAL, that's P-A-L, kithomes.com.au or you can phone them on 1-800-024-912. You can turn your wedding or other group function into a memorable special occasion at Twin Creeks Golf and Country Club. Overlooking their picturesque 18th green, Twin Creeks Clubhouse is the perfect venue for any group get-together, party or celebration. Do yourself a favour and find out about having your wedding or other group function at Twin Creeks Golf and Country Club. Go to twincreeksgolf.com.au or phone Twin Creeks Helpful Function Staff on 9670-8888. 2SM, Sydney's Talking. 2SM, 1269. More of High Tide on 2SM and the Super Network. Thanks to Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. It is 21 minutes after 5 o'clock here on High Tide. Grant Boyden, Kieran Riki and Laurie McAnally in the studio with us today. Laurie, we're going to put pressure on you for a fishing report. Yeah, fishing report at South West Rocks. Very windy through the week. Only got one day out. Uh, plenty of, like everyone else is reporting, plenty of nice snapper up to uh, two and a half kilo. So I got a good bag of them and a few uh, mixed table fish. Not as good as the week before, but a couple of pigfish, a couple of trevally, one trag, and then some of these more, uh, half a dozen more of these big flathead, ocean flathead tigers. So that was all right. Uh, the charter boat struggled. I know that. Polish Pete and uh, Winnie, low, went out. They got a few pearlies uh, on the chart on, on Lauren Marie. But it uh, wasn't as good as uh, they have done previously. So that was all right. Uh, plenty of tail are still around the headland. Now, they should be finished by now. It's mid, you know, early October or getting to October. But for, we've had a big tail run all year, and they're still around. So on the beaches and on the headlands and out of the boats, on the, the boats trolling along the cliffs. Plenty of these nice tail are up to two kilo. So they've been good. A few bonito. Uh, Kingies at Fish Rock. As they've been there for about six months, so they're going all right. And uh, off the beaches, a few brim. Now, first, the very, very first catches of whiting came in from down the hathead end of the big beach this week. Yeah. So I, the fellow, the young fellow from Ellison Signs, he had a few nice whiting, and he caught them right at hathead, just where the where the creek comes out, along walking along the beach there with worms. So that's the first I've first decent whiting I've heard of. Uh, so that that side of it's all right, and the river's really good for bass. If you want to go up river, south, uh, from Kempsey upstream, I think they're stuck. I don't think they can get up the river. So there's a lot of fish haven't moved, been able because the river's very low uh, between Kempsey and the airport. There's a lot of bass, so they're they're pretty good. Still plenty of a fair few flathead, better size this week, up to about a kilo and a half, you know, sixty centimeters. And a few brim, handful of brim, handful of school mulloway. So, no, fishing's pretty good. Okay, and that goes in hand with the report I got from Fishing Tackle Australia, <coughs> Coffs Harbour. Yep. Where they said in 60, 80 fathom marks, snapper, pearl perch. Well, that's where I fished, yeah. Yep. Uh, out of the 70 fathom, there was a couple of marlin, one swordfish was caught. Yep. Uh, a bit wider, you find some uh, at the shelf, there was some bar cod. Uh, plenty of bait about. I agree. When I was out there on the sounder, there were waves or walls of slimy mackerel up and down mm. the whole sounder, covered in slimy. So, and on the way home, big flying fish everywhere, zooming out from under the boat. These beautiful big blue flying yeah. fish would come screaming look out. They look great. Oh. I reckon it's terrific going along. You're going along, and then all of a sudden they're uh, up there eyeballing you. Oh, they don't know. The flying fish are terrific. Yeah. And we, at night, if you're out there with a strong light on at night, they'll land on the boat. Yeah. And just yeah, every fisherman's full of stories. Coming home from Long Reef one night in my 16-footer in the dark at speed, I got one right in the middle of a mush. <laughs> a half a kilo flying fish at 30 at thirty miles an hour. Oh, boom. Straight in. Oh, no, just about. Oh, no, yeah. plenty of claret. Yeah. Gave me a nice old bloody nose and a split lip, and I got I had this flying flying fish flapping around on the deck, 
trying to work out. Well, I didn't know for a second what it hit felt like. Someone had hit me across the face with a cricket bat. Yeah. <laughs> It would be. Well, they're talking about the, the beaches they use. You said the good run of brim, tail of there, some tar wine, but the Jewies have been small. Yeah, same at home. Jewies yep. are under three kilo. But the whining had turned up, and there was guys fishing off the beach with the drones picking up long-tailed tuna. Is that right? Mm. I've seen these fellas. They fly the, fly the bait and the balloon out. Yeah, over the back of the waves. Over the back of the waves, and yeah. they walk along with it, yeah. Yeah, so that's all we've got. The rocks... Drum up blackfish, plenty of tailor. He said, but they'll go the odd long tail tuna there in the rivers. Blackfish around all the walls. The lower reaches had uh, the winter brim and some flathead. The upper reaches, he said, you'll find the jewfish. Further up, the bass. Trout streams are okay. Don't forget they're there about the 1st of October, I think. 1st of October, you can go up. And just for those who haven't fished, you can fish uh, from Ebor up. Uh, once the 1st of October comes here. Yeah. And they do get good trout up there. Oh, yeah. Mm. Uh, he said the harbour, in the marina, there's been Trevally, the brimmer at night. If you want to catch a couple of uh, blackfish, that's fish through to the day. They've been catching a couple of squid this week. In the harbour? Yeah, in the marina. Oh, right, uh, yep. Right. And uh, in the harbour, Trevally, brim, and school whiting. Yep. Captain Dan, excellent. He said Yellow Belly and Cod Pindari the same. So that was Fishing Tackle Australia 144, the Pacific Highway, Coffs Harbour. What do you reckon the uh, fishing would be like in the Solomon Islands? If you know what you're doing, you'll catch plenty of fish. Yeah. And a particular guy you're going to talk to, as I mentioned to him yesterday, if he's trolling around there, he should pick up a couple of sailfish. They like to run through the. Well, I fished out of Tambia Village. When I was there, and we got sailfish every day. Yeah. Mm. Morning, Peter Thayer. How are you? Well, I mustn't be a very good fisherman. <laughs> well, okay. We'll move on. You're a darn good host, though, and not a bad skipper. <laughs> I'll fly up. Uh, no, we we made about a uh, sixty mile uh, passage yesterday from the uh, Russell Islands to the Nagella Sioux Island, which is about thirty mile to the northeast of uh, Honiara. So we're not far from the capital now. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the passage across was quite bumpy, actually. We always, we always do. We're towing a fairly large tender behind, and we all looked at each other and thought, that's going to be hard work. <laughs> so we, we didn't actually put a line in, to be quite honest, and just uh, travelled across to a beautiful location here in Roderick Bay, um, which is um, at the northern end of that island, the Nagello Sewell Islands, and where the wreck of the world discoverer sits. Um, As I said to you before, and... Laurie will verify. It, you know, it's a a lovely area, and around those islands, it's, it's yeah. beautiful. Yeah. Well, if you where you're spying, you you can't be that far from Tambia Village because it's about thirty k's uh, east northeast from um, from Honiara. I was trying to be on the same island then. To be on the same island. Um, just um, to be quite honest, you know, we're, we're a twenty metre boat, and as I say, towing a, a five metre tender behind us and. Uh, 40 metres nylon um, <laughs> nylon rope. Um, this is pretty hard if you do get something like a fish on. So yeah, 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 maybe, yeah. Maybe we'll take the tender out for a run today and see what we find. No, it's a, it's a, look, yeah. it's a beautiful spot you're in. It's just absolutely lovely. It is lovely. Actually, we're, we're quite enjoying it now. We come to this really beautiful welcome yesterday at this island that we've uh, pulled up to in this remote anchorage called Hideaway Bay. The, uh, the gentleman there is trying to establish a resort absolutely going the right way about it. Um, I was feeling a little unwell yesterday and uh, the antibiotics are kicking in a little bit. So Michelle and uh, one of the young ladies on board uh, took the tender in. When they got there, the, the beach had been swept from. They had some coconut uh, water, like in, in the coconuts, all decorated with flowers and stuff like that. And it was just a beautiful welcome. And they said, no, we don't want any money. Just come ashore, talk to us, be happy. We're happy. <laughs> so... Um, we'll obviously go in and do a bit of trading with them and uh, buy some, we've already bought some mint and some um, bananas and stuff like that. We'll probably trade a bit more. And uh, as we're going into um, Honiara in the next few days to drop a couple of people off, um, when we come back out this way, which we'll make a habit of it, and uh, we'll drop them off some rice and some stuff like that, which we're running a little bit low on ourselves. Well, very good. Yeah, have you had a dive on the, the submarines in Iron Bottom Sound? No, I haven't, actually. Um, That's a good dive. The, the the weather here has been blowing very hard. Oh, you've got, a tra- oh, you got trade winds. 
Yeah, we've got these southeast trade winds going through 25 Ugh, every day. Yeah. That mucks uh, it all making, up. Yep. Yeah, and it gets, it, gets, it gets murky and that sort of stuff. But um, I'm aware of some of the wrecks. <clears throat> Finding the actual exact locations is very everyone seems to be very shy to put a lat- latitude and longitude up these days. They just want to say, oh, it's, uh, it's at the island. Yeah, okay. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah, no, we dived, at, uh, we dived in a submarine there that had been sunk. It was sensational. Mm. Fabulous dive. So where was that one? No, that was near Tambia, uh, going okay. across halfway, well, where it goes across to Malaita. Yep. Uh, about oh, six or seven miles across, yeah. Yeah, okay. It's an area to be very careful of just now. There's a little bit of um, tribal water. There is. Ab- no, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. It was it was building when we were there because a lot of the Malaysians have come across and settled on the around Honiara and it's caused a bit of friction. Yes, yes. There's there's not a um, harmonious reception between the different um, villages and tribes in all the areas here, which is very disappointing because uh, the, the the world's here to share with everyone else. Um, but once you start to say, well, um, you got a racist tribe over here versus a racist tribe over there, that's what it boils down to. Yeah, but the resources are scarce. They want you know, it's it's all about resources. Yes, that's for sure. Who owns it? Who sells it? Yep. The, the, part of the story, I believe, is the Malaitans um, go over to Honiara and they, they they get jobs and work hard and that sort of stuff and take the money back to Malaita. Um, much the same as the Chinese that are there. I mean, some of the Chinese have been there for centuries. Um, but because they set up trading offices in that, the area of... Um, uh, the area of Chinatown within Honiara has been burnt down, and there's not too much of it left, I believe. And that's right. That been yeah. there for a long, long time. Add to that a little bit of growing t- um, tension I'm starting to hear around here by some of the islands is the fact that the Australian Federal Police move out after the um, completion of the Pacific Games, which are going to be here, and then the Chinese police force will move in to take control. That's correct. Um, now, I don't know how that's going to go, to be quite honest. Um, I'm not a politician. I won't get involved in their politics. No, but, um, but it's a, look, um, just yeah, I stay out of all that. I just found the whole place was, as I said, I fished basically between Honiara and Rabaul up to New Britain. It was just the most sensational place I've been to. Beautiful. Yeah, it is absolutely stunning. Mm. I put some photos up on my Facebook site. If anyone's interested, so go to Peter Sayer. I'll have a look. Re, at yep. the end, not the Peter. Peter's ER, but the Sayer's Re. <laughs> um, yeah, so we put some put some pictures up there, a little island we sat off, um, which was a really nice one. Um, and one of the facts was we, we weren't getting all the canoes around us all the time, which meant we'd just sit back instead of having to get up and have a look at someone's goods that they wanted to trade, which there's plenty of. The trouble is we, we don't come here as missionaries to try and change the way people live. Um, and you've got to be very careful of, of, of how we treat people that come along. <coughs> yeah, there's a... A mother and a young girl come up the other day and they, they wanted some food and stuff like that and felt very sorry for them, so I gave it to them. And uh, we also gave them 20 litres of water, which is something that we make as much water as we can handle here. But um, the problem there was, after that, we had about 15 canoes. People. <laughs> <laughs> they all want my the brother, same, yeah. My, yep. my brother You give to my brother in hospital. and my sister. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, you know, my, my, the chiefs is another one we get off in this. The, the, the chiefs in hospital in Honiara, we need money for him. Okay, uh, we're going to go, but I'll, I'll get you back next Saturday, Sunday. Yeah, love to. Love to talk about it. But then we'll be um, different crew on board and um, heading up um, to another island group up to the north further. Beautiful. Okay, buddy. Thank you. Okay. Absolutely great looking at his Facebook photos that come through too. Take a break and we'll catch up with Peter Johnson on the other side of this. Imitators come and go, but there is only one John Laws. She was taken to John Hunter Hospital where she later died. Terrible story. It's another taser story. I'm not sure I'm too mad about these tasers or the use of them. Are they used too hastily? I don't know. But there'll certainly be a lot of talk about that. An event that occurred more than 200 years ago should not be the reason why somebody doesn't feel like they need to work or need to study or attend school today. No reason at all. Dissenter Price has made more sense in the space of an hour than the Indigenous apologists have made in an entire lifetime. 
You're a legend, mate. My family adopted me when I was seven years old, and I had a pretty hard life. And I listen to your show every morning, mate, and I hear a lot of people complain over nothing, and they should wake up to themselves. That's all I've got to say, mate. The John Law Show returns Monday, October 23rd on 2SM. Recently retired and want to give back to the community? Looking to contribute to a worthwhile cause? Join View Clubs of Australia, a friendly women's network in your local community. View supports the Smith family to help Australian children in need break the cycle of poverty. Become a member today. Call 1800 805 366 or go to view.org.au. Every mine eventually comes to an end, but the use of the land never should. It's why Glencore is a leader in mine rehabilitation in Australia, working with local communities and going beyond what's expected to return our mines to native forests and farmland. We do this because we believe it's the responsible thing to do. Glencore, advancing everyday life. Polaris end of financial year deals are on now with great savings across the range. Get $1,000 free accessories on the two-seat Ranger 570, the three-seat Ranger Northstar and the six-seat Ranger Northstar Crew. Get 2,000 free accessories on the upgraded 23 Ranger Diesel and a whopping $3,000 free accessories on the Ranger XP1000. On top of that, finance is also available to approved purchases at a 6.99% rate. Don't miss out. See your local Polaris dealer. Polaris, think outside. Hot, hot, what you've ever seen Ring comes on steady, hot and strong It just keeps on and on Ream Ambi Heat Heat Pump Winner of Canstar Blues Innovation Excellence Award 2023 Install the ring Except nothing less than Australia's best News, sport, talk 2SM 1269 More of High Tide on 2SM and the Super Network. Thanks to Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. If only I could go fishing down the river again. It is, uh, what, 22 minutes away from 6 o'clock. Not a bad day if you're thinking of heading out and uh, having a bit of a fish or heading out and doing a bit of jet skiing. You like jet skiing, don't you, Kieran? Yep. I was one of the originals... uh, Way back in the early days on the uh, Kawasaki's. Yeah. When they first came out, and then on the Sea Doos. Damn, with, I didn't uh, see Andrew that coming. Short, <laughs> just driving them. Yeah. Yeah. I remember. Yeah. I, I actually. And then they brought in that you have, had to have a. Jet ski license. They, uh, they yeah. had to bring in and have a um, jet ski license. Way before you had to have a license, I remember up at Foster Tun Curry, uh, I went up there on a holiday and they were. They were renting them out, and there was yeah. no like restrictions on where you couldn't go. So I'm, I'm on, you know, they were the old stand up ones. Yeah, stand up ones, yeah. And I'm Kawasaki. Like, How good's this? Straight out the heads into the surf, wave jumping. <laughs> wonderful, wonderful way of doing it. Sounds very good. Wonderful. PJ, have you ever done anything like that? Good morning. Good morning. Yeah, I is all. Very good. He probably done Hello. the wave jumping in a tinny. Yeah, I did. Yeah, look, Bob Carr didn't go far enough. He should have. Ordered them to be burnt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm, I'm not far. But I, I used to have the great retribution. I used to actually, for 11 years, I was able to book them. <laughs> <laughs> See, they got out of control. The moment they started trying bow riding off the steamers, you know, the, the cruise ships and that coming in the harbour. Yeah, well, yeah. well what, what, what happened is the community of them got down there on the Georges River and they take over the boat ramp and the pontoons and um, they just made it bad for everybody. And, well, there was know, one the, group, the PJ, could, if you remember, sorry? there was one group there where they booked them. There was 78 out of the 80 of them that got booked. Yeah. Yeah, but they, they, they just don't respect authority, whatever. Hence the names they've given them, you know. Like, yeah. I, I won't say them on air, but. You know, there was a, quite funny nicknames for jet skis. But um, anyway, look, enough of those bloody motorised, bloody terrorists on the water. Yeah. And, 
It's uh, yeah. The fishing's too good to worry about jet skis, PJ. Yeah, I'm too old to worry about it. Yep. Yeah. Hey, I um, had a very um, good visitor during the week. Well, two visitors actually. I had Rocky and Nicole Tassoni pop in here, and back oh. daughter and son-in-law. They popped yep. in on their way back to Sydney, so it was good to catch up with them. How are they travelling? Oh, they're looking really, really well. Uh, they've been up to Queensland and Yamber and Coffs Harbour, and on the way down, they popped in for an hour. Was good to oh, see Rocky. Good stuff. I never got a chance to talk to him at the boat show. Oh, he's, he's still importing boats? He's still got those cobias, yeah. Yeah. Nice looking boat too, but uh, yeah, no. So it's very nice to see Nicole and Rocky, and you know we sit there and try. It's nine years now since Bobby passed. Yes, yeah, a long time. It must be all right up there above because he hasn't come, come back, back. and what's yeah. it have hasn't come. Peter Gaby hasn't come back, and Dumpy hasn't come back. They don't come back. <laughs> you don't come back from that one. Oh, <laughs> yeah. right, hey, um, guess what? Mr. McAnally was out fraternising with the one and only Graham Donaldson, the duck Oh, well, I figured. What was that, um, Sushi at Northbridge? Yep. Oh, not, not, no, not Northbridge. It was a, it was Japanese out at uh, Military Road, but lovely, beautiful. Oh, oh. Cremorne there. Oh, really good. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good restaurant, that one yeah. there. Yeah, and I had um, the, the um, who was the, the other fella? Slipped my mind yeah, Craig McGill. Craig McGill and Ducko, for, and Julie and I had dinner. Very, oh, very yeah, good I company. I been Craig for a while. Yeah, but he's like these other good fishermen. He's a, he is a, a really deep thinker. He just, I'll just leave you with what he said at the end. He said he reckons in one lifetime you've, got enough, you've only got enough time to learn two or three fish really, really well. And he reckons he's still learning things about kingies and he's been fishing for them for 40, 50 years. Yeah, you know, look, I remember Craig was just starting his charter business off when I was um, winding up with pro operations, and I gave him quite a uh, quite a bit of information there. Yeah. And, um, you know, he's certainly taken it and built on it and improved it and, uh, you know, like, learnt more and more and more. Like, uh, I mean, if you want to talk kingfish in Sydney Harbour, you wouldn't go anywhere past no, Craig but, and then um, yeah. uh, Matty Reid on um, the charters out there. He does it right, too. When he came into... Uh, first time he came to 2KY, he rang up, the, could he be on the program? So he came yeah. in, right? Singlet, shorts... No shoes, no socks, yeah, <laughs> and, right. and, his, and his hair but down of his behind. Doesn't matter, he can fish. Oh, but, yeah. Can but what fish. he said was, you think how deep that is, that guy's done so much work, he said, I'm still learning yeah. about kingfish. You think about oh, look, that. Look, everybody gets skunked on a fish that they know really well several times. Yep. You know, like you can go out there and you've caught tons and tons of dew or tons and tons of snapper or tons and tons of king, and you go out and they just ain't biting or they're not there. And, you know, like all the signs point that they should be there. Mm, yep. There's something else that makes them not tick. Yep. And and like I say, with snapper, the one thing I can't work out with snapper is why they don't bite on the daytime moon. Yeah, I found that on the charter boat a lot. If that moon's up high... Yep. We can drift around all you like and you'll catch moeys and trags and flathead, but you, you will not catch sna- you won't catch a snapper. No. Yeah, Greg 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 Reed and I come up with all these theories and we haven't proven it yet, so you know, that looks like we'll go to our graves not knowing but You won't know. You'd have to ask a snapper, but they don't talk much. Yeah, I, I did once and all I got was <laughs> <laughs> But um, yeah, I said that's enough getting the esky. Um, <laughs> but um I tell you what I cooked up during the week. And it was just simple, but it was so nice. I grabbed the pearly out of the freezer, took the fillets off and skinned it, and I put it on some foil under the griller and just basted it with a bit of um, low-salt butter. I went and served it up with salt and pepper. And it don't get any simpler than that, but it doesn't get much better, except, of course, when you do salt and pepper at Simon's. Yeah. But, <laughs> um, yeah, Linda said, oh, it's so good not to have something in breadcrumbs or in batter, you know. Yeah, it is. It's just a nice, and, fresh piece of fish. Yeah. We had a nice sausage roll this morning. Yeah, Mexican. Oh, that was a bit of spice in the old sausage nice, roll, yeah, wasn't Ronnie, it? Yeah. Ronnie's got the mints from his son-in-law and he's made the sausage rolls. Right? Yeah, he's always yeah. he's pretty handy. Yeah, no, he makes a bloody great. So I hope to catch up with him tomorrow when we're down there. So. He's a good man. Where are you tomorrow? Well, I'm going to try and catch up with you for lunch at Blakey's around there somewhere. No, I'll, I'll be gone, I hope, by half past nine. 
Uh, well, I'll, I'll be there eight o'clock. Yeah, I've got to drop my boat for eight o'clock. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll be there then, about then. <laughs> all right, well, we'll see you in the morning because then we've got to go over to Norellan and then come back. So. <laughs> well, don't forget to take your biscuits. I'll take an apple pie. I'll get an apple pie somewhere for him. Well, we were going to go and drop him and see Lanny for lunch and take him up the club for lunch, but yeah, poor old bugger had another no. fall, so he's back in Austin. Oh, that's yeah, no good. Yeah, he's not good. No, he, I don't. No. Al was saying to me he doesn't expect him to. Oh, right. That's not good. <laughs> Julie, love Lanny, on. I'll tell you. Yeah, I got a follow on from yesterday's report, Kieran. Yep. I am. Um, I went back to where I was fishing the other day and I thought I'll try and get some more of these blackfish. So I went and took another keeper net. And uh, <laughs> I, had, I had another one there. And uh, anyway, the terrible duo turned up again and goes, Oh, was that you on the radio talking about? You didn't have to go and publicly shame us. I said, well, that teaches you right for touching something that's private, isn't it? <laughs> not yours. Yeah, and I said, you want to teach the kid a lesson not to go meddling around with stuff. And he started going off. I said, do you want me to teach you a lesson, mate? <laughs> <laughs> and he went, oh, oh I'm sorry. <clears throat> so anyway, came back But that, that's overall, that is the, that, there within lies the problem in today's society with the young people growing up today? No, well, just kids. He came, he came back later with six packets of peace offering, so then I taught his young bloke to fish for mullet. Good. Yeah, and yeah. that's a good end and of that story. And how many Ludwig did you lose? In the net? Yeah. Yeah, two good ones. But <laughs> uh, he also was feeding the shark as well. Yeah, well, my well, mate I, was... I lost one. I lost one to a bull shark about oh, right. ten minutes beforehand. Yeah. And um, I got the head back, so it was a nice, pretty much straight line behind the gill plate. So he's, you know, like not two, three footer. Yeah, but you... and um, and uh, yeah. So anyway, I got a couple in, and then they just drifted down and sunk. So... <laughs> Grain Ursa lead it. Yeah. Anyway, and um, but um, geez, I had some fun catching lanos yesterday. They're great. Lano mullet are beaut to catch. So uh, they're go- they're going to be turned into jewelry baits. Yep. Off the beach. Good to eat. Sand mullet are really nice to eat. Yeah, yep. people don't realise. Sand mullet, good as whiting. Scale them, um, fill them. Yep. And then pat them in brown sugar and throw them on a sizzling hot barbecue plate. Yep. And caramelise and cook up. Oh, a little man. bit of soy and lemon juice, fantastic. Well, no, I don't go to the soy. I just use lemon juice once yeah, it comes no. off. It's just the tartness goes with the, the brown sugar when it caramelises. Yeah, it? no, all good. But uh, no, things are going good, so... Um, yeah, so I'll catch up with you in the morning, but I want to catch up with you probably, oh, the week after the long weekend, Lies, I might come up and have a fish with you, unless it's Good. holiday time. No, no, I'm not going to, no, we've, we've decided this year, we've, we've had enough, I've done enough driving, I've driven about 70,000 k's this year, so we'll... <laughs> We'll uh, we're gonna we're gonna park it. We were going Barramundi fishing at Hinchinbrook, but we've given that away now. We'll be home till uh, next April. Yeah, right. Eh? Well, I, I I'm going up the Mooney Beach yeah, mm. on the eighth or something for four days, and then when I come back, I go back to Montana on the twenty eighth. So it's a tough life, isn't it, mate? This retirement's yeah, a real I, issue. I talk about. I can only just manage to sit down. I was telling the boys that. Um, 5,000 Australian eventuated into 8,063 Australian dollars. <laughs> 5,000 US. Yeah, yeah, it's a bit, uh, it's a bit of an ask. But well, anyway, you, you should have said to Jimmy Pearson, on it. should have told Jimmy Pearson you need a pay rise to compensate. Oh, don't have to do that, mate. If I got paid for all the years I've worked for two, um, for high tide, <laughs> I could afford to buy America. Yeah, go on. Up him. You gave me a heart attack here a few weeks back saying that. Up him, Spotty's not my dog. Fell off my wallet. <laughs> well, you know what? When, what? when last time Kieran opened his wallet, they found a new breed of moth that hasn't been seen since 1864. <laughs> he, it was rumoured that years ago he was the that his wallet was the, uh, the the making of the Argentinian ant. If you remember those way back when, that's where they think they came back from. You know, you know how a copper fi- a copper wire was invented. Kieran and his mate were stretched. He had a penny. <laughs> 
Don't don't say that. I had to clean out a bloke. See, we're we're all so good to Kieran while he was off sick. This is true. Last year, I had to clean out my brother-in-law's garage. Oh, I know that job. Yeah, Uh, yeah, he's seen it. But at the back of it, I found 68 kilograms of pennies and 25 kilograms of halfpennies. Kilograms. Wow. 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 So there you go. If you want a, want a penny, I can lend you one. <laughs> you go through and find a valuable one? I didn't touch them. I just... He must have got diarrhoea a fair bit because we used to have to pay a penny to <laughs> Spend go to the public a penny. toilet. <laughs> Unreal. Yeah. Hey, I've got to go and launch. So, um, so much for fishing report today, but, yeah, I've got to hit it. All right. I'll, can, I'll catch you on the plate. Hey, try catch and stay, stay tuned because your friend now... It wasn't your friend before, Melinda Pavey. Oh, God. She's got a special guest coming on, and she won't divulge who, who it, it is. is. Yeah. I'm looking forward to finding out who this might be. See you later, PJ. Yeah, right. I'll catch you all later. Um, when the circus is looking for the rest of their clowns, I'll tell them to come to the studio. Eh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, right, PJ. I'll see you in the morning. Oh, but I will bring the apple pie right. just for you with cream. <laughs> See you, love. We're going to take a break and we'll come back in just a moment. Weekend mornings with Pete Davis. I had a farmer from Coonabarabin and he said that they're getting half the amount of money for their cattle now, but unfortunately, in the supermarkets, the meat prices are still very high. Pete Davis has Sydney talking. I had a farm and a lady there grows cabbages. They're selling them in Coles and Woolworths for $5 and she gets 30 cents for them. So, you know, everyone's being nailed to the wall by the big supermarkets and and nothing's happening. 2SM has Sydney talking. This is the sound of David finding a bargain on his car insurance. And this is the sound of what that bargain may cost David in the long run. That's right, that's the sound of bargain regret, which can be very expensive. Worried about cheap insurance? Who offers great value cover you won't regret? Amy does. Before buying insurance issued by Amy, read the PDS at amy.com.au and consider whether it's right for you. TMD also available. You wouldn't operate a chainsaw blindfolded. You wouldn't ride your dirt bike blindfolded. And you wouldn't walk on your roof blindfolded. Yet too many people dig without searching before you dig online first. Because if you don't search first, you're digging blind. Avoid high-pressure gas mains and high-voltage electricity cables every time. Search before you dig online every time and never dig blind. Introducing the Car Sales Car of the Year, the all-electric Kia EV6. With up to 528 kilometres of range, the Kia EV6 is leading the charge. And with its ultra-fast charging technology, you can charge from 10 to 80% in as little as 18 minutes. The Kia EV6, car sales, car of the year. Find out more at kia.com.au or drop in to your nearest Kia dealer. Kia, movement that inspires. Something wonderful happens when you visit Mildura. The city vibe continues, but the outback's only moments away. Fresh produce is endless, the embers are hotter, and the night skies seem longer. Nature sings, kangaroos graze, and the sun glistens magically on the river. Photos captured and stories told are shared amongst family and friends. So, when you're ready, start your journey with us. Visit mildura.com.au After the big game, every sports fan deserves to kick back and relax. And what better way to do that than with a mattress from OMF. Get ready to unwind in style with the ultimate in comfort and relaxation. So, what are you waiting for? Head on over to OMF and check out their game-changing range of mattresses. Shop online or at over 50 locations nationwide, 100% Australian designed and owned. Where comfort meets sport. 2SM has Sydney talking. 
more of High Tide on 2SM and the Super Network. Thanks to Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. It is six minutes away from six. And gentlemen, I just wanted to have a chat to you about something in the lead up to the news. Uh, years ago, I was doing some offshore powerboat uh, commentary. And there was a gentleman by the name of Bill Barry Cotter. Absolutely. And, Riviera. And everybody that worked for him back in the Riviera days thought he walked on water. They absolutely loved walking, uh, working for him. And the interesting thing about that is when you look at Alan Blake, it's exactly the same way. His staff have been around for a long, long time. It's a family-run business. And the... When, you, when you've got a person that looks after their staff, you don't mind spending your money there because you know that everybody is enjoying, you know, well, working they do a better in that atmosphere. Job. When they're happy, they do a better job Exactly. Too. Yep. Well, I've just bought this boat. <laughs> this is the first one, I'll tell you, the one I'm picking up tomorrow with, uh, uh, with Blake at Blakey's. I bought that completely on trust. Yeah. Ring up. I've got a nice boat. You want it? Yes. And uh, so, yeah. It's a Stacer again. Stacer yeah. Outlaw, 4.29 Outlaw with a 50 Yammy. Mm-hmm. And this one was, as I said, this was bought entirely. <laughs> I would normally take it for a test run, have a good look at it. Uh, so, I'm, I'm, but I, I'm at the point with with Blakey and his family where, you know, he wouldn't ring up and tell me he's got a good boat if it uh, wasn't. Yeah, yeah, you can trust. You, you, that's the thing. You, he's not a salesman. You just trust what comes out of his mouth. Yeah, and he knows he just, what he's you know, and, about. and look, I've, I've never ever asked for a deal, uh, but I can tell you, Blakey sharpens the pencil. He's and even Graham Donaldson was saying at the at dinner the other night, you know, when he's bought stuff off Blake, he always got the best price. Mm. And so, you know, I know, I know if I go that way, I'll, there's not much problem. He sells product for what other people, other dealers pay for it. Is that right? But anyway, it's he, he, at somewhere in that middle there, Kieran, he has to make some money. He's, 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 he's not a charity; he's a business. He does make some. I'm just telling you. <laughs> yeah, okay. He can. That's why his pencil's so sharp. He's so competitive. But, yeah, but don't forget, he is a. He's like a Woolies and Coles. Mm. When he buys, he buys. Yeah, I oh, know. Yeah, I've, I've seen the trucks unloading out the front. Yeah. So you know, they, they the whole semi trailer pulls up and unloads. Have warehouses full, and I mean, big places yeah. full of motors. All oh, right. Anyway. So tomorrow we'll pick this boat up. Madam Lashes will be in the car, so you know better be right. You'll, <laughs> you'll be in her, I'll be in her good books because I got a present for her today. Yeah. If you want to get in contact with Blake's Marine, oh two four five double seven double six double nine. It's news time at six o'clock. On the other side of that, we're going to come back and catch up with Melinda Pavey and a very special guest who is. Talk overnight. Just laying on the lounge, I, ha- I just had a bowl of ice cream. I was being naughty. I put it on the ground and I heard this thing walk down the stairs and I thought it was the cat. Put my hand down the pad and I thought, that's not a cat. It does seem that there are more diseases around these days that can be easily picked up. In terms of health, we really need to educate ourselves in relation to what's going on. On the way in here for the 98, everything was over $2, yeah. We've been ripped off for years and what do we do about it? Nothing. Talk overnight. 